This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 853 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning show. The Horse.com digital editor Michelle Anderson and Dr. Jones from Florida Equine Veterinary Services take on the frustrating and often ooky-gooky topic of hoof abscesses, or if you're Jamie, hoof abscesses. And we'll get right to our tip after this informative nutritional minute from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. But it's time for the Horse.com Weekly Horse Health Report with Michelle Anderson, Digital Editor of the Horse.com, and Dr. Jones of Florida Equine. Good morning, Dr. Jones. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Dr. Jones. (laughs) <laughs> so I hear we're talking about checking emails while we're on vacation, and uh, yeah, I think I'm guilty of that one, too. Yeah, it's so hard. It's always there, but yeah. So I was just saying before you joined us that on the first day of my vacation, I went outside to feed. It was lazy. It's Saturday. I go wandering out there without my glasses on, <laughs> which is bad because I really can't see without my contacts or my glasses, and um, my horse who has three bad legs, is holding up his one good leg. <laughs> oh, um, oh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, and you know, it's that look where they look like they've completely broken their leg <laughs> and not wanting to put his, his foot down. And so I kind of, I didn't have my glasses on, so I'm like feeling for blood. <laughs> What's going on here? Went in, got my glasses, came back out to look at the horse, and he had a hoof abscess, which is not what you want to deal with when you're on vacation or need to travel. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit about hoof abscesses, Dr. Jones. 
My pleasure. My pleasure. But you did you did mention something. It looked like he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. And a hope abscess for a new horse owner is an emergency. A hope abscess for a season horse owner is we'll call on Monday and have him come out and check. Because <laughs> 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 they do look like broken legs. People think mm-hmm. they've broken their leg and don't realize you need to have some major swelling or scars or, you know, things like that to see the, the fractures. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, um, one of those that if uh, they've got a neighbor, it's a little seasoned at it. They can do some soaking until the rest gets out. Um, more at a regular time and save a little money. But go ahead, tell us what you did with yours. Yeah, well, mine, I um, I tried to get a hold of my farrier who was out of town. Um, got a <laughs> got a hold of a neighbor who's a farrier who came and pulled the shoe off, um, put the hoof testers on him, um, sent a text to my vet. It was a weekend, didn't want to pay an emergency thing, had a pretty good feeling that it was an abscess. Um, the farrier found a kind of a squishy, ouchy spot on the hoof. Um, so I pulsed it up and wrapped it and waited, did not leave for my vacation, waited to see what was going to happen with this, um, postponed our travel in a little bit. Um, and by that night, he was trotting around. Well, not trotting, that's probably an exaggeration, but he was walking around just fine, no longer had a broken leg. Um, and I pulled off the poultice, and sure enough, it had burst through the sole of his foot. So that is what happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's very common, very common and scenarios. I'm, and I'm... Yeah, and I'm still waiting for my fear to come put the shoe back on. <laughs> so, oh no, that's bummer. Yeah. So, um, so can you start by telling us a little bit about what a hoof abscess is? Well, the old term they used to use for it is gravel, uh, because they thought they got a piece of gravel between the sole and the hoof wall. There's that little bit of uh, uh, separation, and they thought they'd get this foreign stone in there and. Um, it would create a nice little pus pocket. And uh, they, I guess, thought it started with a piece of gravel. So, really, it can start with a bruising of the foot. It can start with a nail wiggling and moving into a sensitive lamina area because um, the nails go through the dirty bottom of the foot and up into um, dead lamina and then out the hoof wall. We have to do wiggle into sensitive lamina, which is, you know, more living tissue, that dirt can create a nice little pocket. That's why pulling off a shoe is a great idea because some of them will just drain right off the nail head. Um, and that happens at any time. Best farrier, worst farrier, it happens at any time. There's nothing against farriers on that. It's just, you know, a chance that you take. And then um, CD toe is a very common problem for these um, abscesses. If you get a long toe, you can get great separation between this uh bottom of the hoof and uh, the sole of the hoof and the hoof wall gathers up a bunch of dirt and debris that can make a nice little abscess. And again, abscess is a walled off puff pocket. And when it's walled off like that, popping it is your best bet, like you would do on any other part of your body. Parking the expression, they'd be like popping a zit. Yeah, that's what they even remind me of big hoof zits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're gross. <laughs> So, so how do you I go agree. about uh, opening that up? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, I'm with you on that Just one. Just for you, Glenn. Yes. <laughs> but so, a, lot, a lot of times we do exactly what you do. You take the shoe off, um, you feel around for a soft area with a hoof test or a sensitive area, uh, pair out with a pairing knife, and pop the abscess if you're lucky enough to get it close enough to the bottom. If not, soaking it, drawing it to a head, 
which is the idea of soaking Epsom salts or some use a drawing agent like it's them all and try to bring it to a head, then you can go back out there and pop it out pretty nicely. The ones that pour out of the nail, nail heads are pretty nice, or you soak it one night and they pop out and drain. Those are um, other good ones. So, and those do look like broken lines because horses are pretty ouchy. Yeah. So, and I've seen these things blow out like the heel of the horse. Uh, or up on the cornet band. Uh, should that worry people if it if it does that? Because it's kind of dramatic when it yeah. comes out. Those are dramatic the and they, yeah, they're dramatic and they take a long time a lot of times. They're not your typical overnight like yours was or a couple mm-hmm. days and, and they blow out. Those take a week to two weeks sometimes because they're making their way through the best exit strategy that they can find. So they're going between the finger-like projections of the lamina up the per se, if you want to call it the white line, kind of going up next to it and popping out the corner band. Again, another reason they used to call it gravel back in the day, thought a piece of gravel was popping out. And uh, it's just trying to find the easiest access to get out. So if the hoof sole is pretty hard and firm, then it's going to go out a different path that's going to be easier for it to bust its skin. And the coronary band's a little bit softer because it's your nail bed. It's a good um, vascular soft area to grow your hoof wall. Those, they just, the hole grows out. Um, the only thing I tell people is if you're soaking those horses, you make sure your water line is above the coronary band. And once it pops out the coronary band, I always say to soak them for a day or two after that because it's going against gravity. It's got to come up and out. So you really want to try to draw out as much of that cost as you can before you decide that everything's good to go. So this is an infection. Does a horse need antibiotics for it? Again, abscesses are beautiful because they wall themselves off, so antibiotics are kind of tough to use on abscesses because they can't seem to get inside and work. So it's a rarity that you would use an abscess. I'm sorry, you would use an antibiotic on an abscess. Um, that goes for other parts of the body, too. Usually we massage those out, which would be your soaking. Um, on occasion, I do know that some horses have been put on it because they're worried the abscess is sitting up against the coffin bone, and that would be on a rare occasion. So every general abscess does not... Well, or hoof abscess does not go on antibiotics right away. It's a an ongoing or one that they've x-rayed. It looks like it's something against the bone or, you know, it has some sort of bony involvement that they might want to consider using antibiotics. Now, I mentioned that I poultice mine. Do you have a poultice that you recommend, your favorite? Because I know, because I've, I've dealt with lots of abscesses since I've moved to Central Oregon. It's just we have, like, lava rock and then they get bruised and their feet get wet and then... We get abscesses a lot, more abscesses than I've ever seen in my life. And I've kind of come up with a routine that works for me. Do you have something that you really like to use? Um, everybody has their own little recipe. I'm a big fan of old-fashioned, big fan of doing the Epsom salt and water. Um, but what you got to do is you got to make that Epsom salt water very high salt content so it draws. Because you want to draw the pus out to try to dilute out the salt content of the water. So I'm a huge Epsom salt and water fan. I also like the idea that it's probably doing a little soothing to the horse. Um, those that can't have a horse stand in a bucket or a low pan, the low pans are better because they don't freak out as much and they don't spill over and cause a big ruckus. The um, poulticing of an eczemol or some sort of sugar-type betadine uh, solution that sits on the bottom of the sole uh, 24-7 would work because some horses just don't want to put their foot into a bucket or into a low pan. Um, and then just... What is your ingredient that you use? Me, um, I I've tried a lot of different things. I like the animal intex 
stuff that you cut out, but um, but it can get kind of spendy. So I have this poultice that smells like mint. It reminds me of toothpaste. <laughs> um, and there's just something about it. It's, it pulls and draws them out really fast. Um, so I put that in there with a bunch of gauze and, and wrap it up. So And do you have any tips for keeping the hoof wrapped? Because that can be a huge challenge, especially if you don't have a stall. Like, I don't have a stall to put them in. Oh, yeah. My, my favorite is the duct tape boots. Um, and uh, one of these days I'll get it on my website so people can see what it looks like. It's pretty pretty neat and nifty. Um, we use it on the pasture horses. And it works great for those horses that don't like to put their foot in a bucket because you can actually pour up some salt and water into the heel of the boot. And uh, they soak all day long. But it's a cotton roll that I lay out a big square uh, that you buy at the feed stores or that the vet has. And you wrap the foot. You have the foot. You pick the foot up before cleaning it out very well. And you wrap the foot all the way up to mid-pasture and underneath the fetlock or underneath the ankle. And you secure it with that wrap because it sits snugly around the bottom of the foot and around the heels. So you get this nice little sock-looking item. And then I add duct tape across the bottom and around the toe and secure it on. And then you just pour the water and the essence salt to the heel area. And it soaks all through that cotton and will soak the foot for 24 hours. And it would be great to change it every day if you can, but it has last two days on some of my um, horses that aren't the easiest to work with or the clients don't have the time to work with. That little boot has worked for about two days. Yeah, I think you can take a lot of time. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the best of the worst lameness in my um, my in my experience. Like it's so much better than having going out there and actually having a fractured leg or yeah, yeah. sensory. Yeah, we always said, Oh, it's only an abscess. Whew. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, go, I do oh have man, a, it's an abscess. I do have a question for yeah, you, Doctor Jones. Before we before we get on, uh, we, we we only have a couple minutes left here. Um, so, why do draft horses tend to get more abscesses? We we boned Percherons in the past, and we always had abscess issues. And we had a girl on who was a listener of ours yesterday, who owns an eighteen hand horse, and she has abscess problems too. Why is it that they end up? Is it just the weight or what? It could be the weight, but it also their hoof walls are not really um, very well made because people are breeding them more for the heights than they are for other features. And so I find them to have what we call shelly hoof walls, and I do a lot of draft work. Um, I find actually the abscesses in the draft be just as common as those in the white horses here in Florida because of the wet ground and their feet always tend to stay soft. And so they're not developing a good hard sole to keep them from bruising very easily or gathering up dirt and debris in the, um, in the um, inner section of the sole hoof wall. But they have a shelly type hoof wall which cracks and falls away from have shoes on them. And when they crack and fall away, they end up walking on their soul than they do on the hoof wall. So and they'll be bruising their soul up a lot easier. Got it. They're also harder to find with a hoof tester. They are harder, much harder to find with a hoof tester. Yeah, that's the problem we always had, too, is we sort of had to, you know, pack it and just hope, you know, wait till something happened. Um, we, we got exactly. to know, we got to know what the abscesses look like in these particular horses, but, the, you know, their feet are the size of pie plates, too, so... Um, you know, there's a lot more room there for abscesses. Well, before we go, I know that, uh, Michelle, I know that you guys probably have some articles you want to talk about, but you're always trying to gross me out, so it's my turn to gross you two out. Okay. So this little boy by the name of Paul Franklin's four years old in California, and while he was on vacation, he falls down uh, at the beach and he grazed his knee. Well, a couple days later, the knee starts to swell up and it gets bigger. It gets the size of a softball. So the mom brings boy to the hospital and the doctor 
doctor says, I'll just give you some antibiotics. I'm not going to do anything with this. It'll just go away. So they go back. Well, three weeks later, mom's sick of this knee being swollen up and the doctor not doing anything about it. So she decides to, uh, to take care of it and lance it herself. And when she does, a sea snail, a snail like you see at the ocean, pops out of the what? kid's knee. Yep, uh, there's pictures of it. They have named oh. it was still alive, and they have named the oh. snail Turbo, and now they're keeping it in the fish tank. Uh, but yep, the sea snail was in the kid's <laughs> knee, and that's why his knee was all swelled up. <laughs> So, there you go. It sounds like she needed to poultice it. <laughs> yeah, she needed to get that minty poultice. It would have worked perfectly. <laughs> oh, just put some crust cheese. Tell her to put some crust cheese paste on it next time, and it'll work just. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Michelle. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh well, thank you, Doctor Jones. Thank you for the entertainment, Glenn. I appreciated that today. You're welcome. You're welcome. And it's FloridaEquine.com, correct? Yes, and we are, we're doing repairs on the website this week, so you will not see it up till next week with some new photos and some other things. So I apologize for the um, work in progress. And I'm sure there's dozens of articles over at thehorse.com on abscesses. Oh, yeah, and we have a video on there that shows how to do that nifty duct tape boot that uh, Dr. Jones is talking about. Very good. Thank good. you both. Talk to you again next week. And that's a wrap. To listen to more of the Horse.com's tips, just go to Horsetipdaily.com and look for the Experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to the Horses in the Morning Gang putting in their two cents on horse health topics, along with fascinating interviews from around the equestrian world, tune in at Horsesinthemorning.com every weekday. And don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily, because they really do make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products. You can find Kentucky Performance Products at your local tech and feed suppliers or go to v- go online and visit them at kppusa.com. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.